Hey, and welcome to Getting Real with the Fictitious Dishes. We are the Fictitious Dishes, joined by a side dish. Uh, this is a podcast where a band gives you advice. Like the rest of the world, we have moved it online as of late, and we have also shaken things up a little bit, and we have been, in addition to dispensing advice, we have been having uh, little talent shows, and we invite guests. Last week, it was Maggie's awesome friend, Aubrey, and uh, tonight, it is Taryn's pretty good husband, Hugh. Pretty good. I'll take it. Uh, and you're also going to hear from some of us in the band. But um, yeah, and if you're watching this online, you know that you can watch this in video format and see all of our smiling faces. And uh, then there's also the good old fashioned audio only route. Um, I think I think that's about it, right? I mean, is there any more intro to say? Well, we should introduce ourselves, sorry. I'm Liz, I'm one of the guitar players I occasionally sing. I am joined by... I'm Jackie. Taryn. <laughs> Sorry, it's hard. I would just like player, and I also occasionally sing. I would just like point to go next, but I think it's different on everyone's screen. Yeah, next, it is. So it's, yeah. And I think the okay. way the video works is sometimes, like, if I point in one direction, sometimes when the video renders, I'm pointing in the opposite direction. So mm -hmm. I have no idea what's up or down. I mean, what day is it? I don't know. So that is Taryn. Uh, Jackie, now you go. Ah, Jackie. Yeah, me. Uh, yeah, I'm Jackie, and I play bass. And last but not least, I'm Maggie and I play drums. Fantastic. Boy, does she ever. <laughs> I hit those skins, fellows. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maggie is also our, our keeper of the schedule for this podcast. So um, tell us what we're doing next, Mags. Uh, well, did we do the thing where we say that what what happens on this podcast that we give advice? Did you say that for getting advice? I did. I and said I said that we give advice. I didn't go into detail. All Most right. of our advice is like we go into like Reddit's advice forums or Craigslist's advice forums. We would love it if real live listeners would write into us uh, with their advice needs, and you can write to the fictitious dishes at gmail .com. But I believe tonight's are all um, internet internet babies. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Lost my flip-flop. Well, according to the schedule, we were going to do Hugh first before yeah. a question. Let's do a question first. That's Get what, warmed up? That's what the yeah. listeners have tuned in for. Yeah, let's do a question yeah. first, and then we'll have a little talent. Not after you. That. We're not here for you. <laughs> oh. Man on the land. Man on the land. Man on the land. Okay, um, so most of the questions that I found on Yoldi Reddit today were a bit serial, um, mostly depressing, <laughs> uh, but, but this one's easy and kind of a universal concept outside of this whole coronavirus thing that's happening, so I will paraphrase. Uh, it comes from Reddit. I didn't copy down the people's names because I wasn't paying that close attention. Um, but I'll give you the gist of the question. This person says, my piano teacher wants to give me piano lessons online. I'm not sure if he expects to be paid and I don't know how to ask him. So they go on and on. Everybody's on quarantine. Um, they were this person's piano student for years um, and they've been paying them for private lessons. 
lessons. Uh, they're self-proclaimed the best student he ever had. The piano teacher hasn't corroborated that. Um, but once the piano teacher paid the student out of pocket after a recital saying musicians should be paid. Um, Sounds weird. That part's yeah. creepy. If That's the question is, should you pay for lessons, though, the answer is yes. Yeah, especially if you were before. Why wouldn't, why would you not pay now? Is that the question? So, so here's the, so the buildup is, um, recently he texted this person saying, if you want to, we can go on Skype and try some pieces. And the <coughs> student said, sure. They ended up doing a lesson <laughs> on a piece. Um, that they've been studying for the like music college that they're in um, and so now he wants to do another one and the student just isn't sure should they like pay them they can't really afford to pay them which is which is the crux of the issue here um, and while obviously they appreciate the tutelage of this piano teacher uh, they just can't afford it and they don't want to take advantage of any old standing uh, relationships. And I do, this person updated their post, so we have a resolution, but all y'all have at it, and then we can talk about what they posted um, as the, uh, the way it all ended. I guess I can see now why they're a little confused, because the way he said you want to try some pieces, it almost sounds like this is a jam session and not a lesson. I mean, I would just ask to clarify. I'd be like, hey, listen, if these are lessons that you need to be paid for, I'm sorry I can't right now. Like, I think you just got to be up front. That's, that's yeah. all I get. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of agree with that, you know? Yeah, the reason I chose this one is, like, the money issue is always something that comes up in one scenario or another. Should I pay for this? How much do I pay? What's going on? I now and also see this scenario where the student didn't really want to pay, like they would have been fine to not have it happen. I also see where the whole thing with him, like actually like paying them after a concert kind of comes in. Cause it's a little bit more like, this is not, this is now like two musicians playing together, not necessarily a teacher. Uh, um, I want to say teacher patient, teacher student relationship. <laughs> teacher patient. But yeah, I think you just got to ask. I, I think you got to be direct. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then that kind of begs the question of like, if they're like, okay, if, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, I can't really afford to pay for lessons right now. And then the person's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. You don't have to pay me now. Well, mm. do then they have to pay you later? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Or is it, or will there be some expectation in the future of like, I gave you all those free lessons. Now you have to come move my piano for me, or whatever. Is that an innuendo? <laughs> <laughs> my piano, baby. Tickle my ivories. Tickle my ivories. <laughs> uh, well, you'll all be pleased to know that the sender in her did and just her. address it directly. Said, yes, I would love to do another session, but I cannot pay you for it. So we might need to wait until all of this blows over, some shit like that. And the teacher responded, oh, no, this is just for fun. Hmm. Let's just have a nice Good. Time. Someone there you go. communicated clearly, and the issue was resolved. Isn't that nice? See, people? Like what, yeah. we <laughs> what we always say, it actually works. <laughs> exactly. 
sidebar though, why is that so hard to apply to my own life? Like, why is it so easy to tell everyone that? And then like, I can't do it. Oh, I, I come off as a much more confident and it's secure person on this podcast than I am in real life. So I do have a little bit of a trick for that, um, that I learned or the phrase was coined at a company I used to work at a long time ago. I don't know where the phrase comes from, but it's so odd that it's memorable. Um, and it can be used for like asking awkward questions or delivering bad news, but they called it a Tom Cruise sandwich. Don't know why. You don't know why? They didn't like tell the you? The compliment sandwich, right? Like compliment sandwich? Say yeah, the bad something nice, the bad news something nice and I have used this philosophy the Tom Cruise sandwich compliment sandwich why Tom Cruise what's Tom I know I have no idea I have no idea but that's how I remember it like that's how it was presented that's what I use I use it all the time going back to our previous episode about writing passive aggressive notes to neighbors about navy or noisy roosters Albert's Tom Cruise sandwich that bad boy hey it's great neighborhood to live in, blah, blah, blah. But just so you know, your rooster's really noisy, man. Is there some way we can like figure out a solution? Have a great day. Love, Taryn, here's the phone number. Like, Let's have a chicken I dinner. <laughs> yeah, here's some ideas, possible dinners. Um, I make like, excellent chicken cacciatore. Come over. Oh my god. Bring the meat. I would love to prepare your noisy rooster. <laughs> also, is that an in your end I'm gonna prepare your noisy rooster. <laughs> I'm wondering if the Tom Cruise sandwich is a reference to his filmography. It could be. I'm just trying to think, did did he have a habit of sandwiching two great movies with one piece of shit movie? That's oh, such no. a way to like with his filmography too. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. I was thinking that maybe he, like, does that in a movie. I was trying to remember, like, Jerry Maguire, if he does, <laughs> he does that, but yeah, I don't know. I mean... I guess I could write my old boss and find out, but I'd rather not. I'd rather just keep it mysterious. We'll never know. Yeah. But that's my, that's my solution for things like that. So, Maggie, Liz, when you have a hard time in your own life, Tom Cruise Sanders that shit. If they don't want to eat a Tom Cruise sandwich, they can eat a shit sandwich. I'll keep that in mind. All right. The schedule says that now he must play a song. <laughs> Obey the schedule. Obey. The schedule says it. All right. Uh, you, wait, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Hugh. Uh, you may know me as Hugh J. Noble or Hugh John Noble. Um, from the San Diego band Slum Summer, among several other musical projects. I have had the great honor to be in the fictitious dishes as a temporary uh, replacement. Side dish. Side dish. dish. Piping hot. <laughs> when other dishes have been uh, unable to perform, physically unable to perform, they have uh, stepped in to uh, temporarily replace them. Uh, so that's me. Bit about what you've been doing during this pandemic, how you've been exploring uh, your musical, musical artistic side. Uh, if anyone is interested in hearing lots of music that I've made recently, uh, I have been recording a song every day, trying to wow. 
a song every day. So uh, overachieving. Yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't heard them. Okay. <laughs> I have. It's better than the songs that I've done, let me tell you. Some of them are a little nothing. creepy. Some of them are a little what is? A little creepy. A little creepy, yes. Uh, that's my vibe. That's my vibe. Uh, sometimes intentionally. You have to trust your vibe. Not. Yeah, don't don't doubt your vibe, as Elon Musk says. Which if anyone's if anyone's looking for advice, there's some right there. Don't doubt your vibe, people. Um, uh, any other things I need to say to introduce myself? Do you guys know me well enough now to hear me sing? People in radio and uh, television land. Jesus Christ! All right, just play the song. All right, let's see how this goes. Yeah. I like that. 
I sang my backing vocal and then I didn't know if it would sound good. And then someone muted me and I took that as a, uh, that I shouldn't sing it. <laughs> I, I did that for a second, that. but then I thought, oh, never mind. Then I unmuted you. Fine. It's only because the timing is off. Okay, guys, on the Zoom meetings, the time we can't play together. We just can't. I know. You're it occurred. To, I wasn't yeah, going to sing it anymore. Sign in, and she is using it. But the the <laughs> gentle viewers, me. gentle viewers, you know, this is a little bit tricky. The Zoom thing doesn't really work. We tried. It was it was horrid when oh, we all played together. But we're we're trying to work on something else for that. <laughs> That's funny that you knew. <laughs> it told me, and I was like, "Oh." I can take it. <laughs> no, I wasn't gonna do it again anyway. I, was like, I don't do think that that's gonna <laughs> What? You have been muted by the host for singing poorly. <laughs> no, she sang great. It's just that it's not in the right time. No, I know. Okay. Yeah. Next question. Good job, Hugh. Yeah, good job, Hugh. Thank you. Who's next? I like his little, like, emo breakdown bit. Oh, oh yeah. Wow, the oh, yeah. I think we should just only cover each other's songs from now on. I'm working on a Slum Summer song and an unreleased. Oh, I want to learn the, the, what is it, the San, San Francisco Sacramento. song? San, Sacramento song. Are you allowed to cover it? The San Francisco song. <laughs> the Sacramento song. You got to send me the chords. There you go. Oh, I'll just figure it out. I got time. <laughs> okay. So here's one that's, I mean, they're all a little bit sad. It was in the relationship section, but it's short. So I'll just read the whole thing. Uh, the header is how to grow up and be happy with a bad proposal. Uh, and so I'll just read it really quickly. It was around 8 p.m. I was an exhausted new mom breastfeeding our newborn when Tim, real name, comes jogging up the stairs. He bursts into the room, just suds up to his elbows and says, I want to marry you. Will you marry me? I'm not at all happy with this approach, but I do want to. So I said, yes, want to get married, I guess. Um, it says, proposal, no big deal. I never wanted some huge show, just something small and romantic. Um, and so then there's like some stuff about, oh, he hasn't even saved for a ring. Um, this morning he suggested we get married in our backyard. We live in a row home on a, on a flooded with, that is flooded with police occasionally. Flooded with police. Yeah. With what? They live in a noisy a police, police access activity. street. Um, and so she says, I'm a little sad now. Like, can we afford to rent a small pavilion? Can we afford a small wedding someplace? We only have 10 guests. Maybe I'm feeling like I'm being, um, they use the word brat, but demand, overly demanding. Um, and for me, well, I guess I won't, I won't say my opinion. You guys weigh in. So so, what is, so I, I missed something. He was up to his elbows and what? So the point is, he, it was just like a regular night. He was doing the dishes, became overwhelmed with his love for her, runs upstairs as she's breastfeeding their newborn and says, let's get married. He's covered in soap. Okay, soap. Okay. Oh, okay. 
So her her thing is she what is her real her her actual question is is what her question is she feels like she wants a little bit more of a to do about things like he didn't get down on one knee there's no ring he's saying let's just get married in the backyard and like part of her is like you know what I'm chill I never wanted something big but she wants a little bit of a production to me what I'm hearing what I'm hearing is she doesn't think he has put a lot of thought into this. And that is perhaps worrying her that he hasn't put a whole lot of thought into what being married means. Well, they have a child already. Yes. So it doesn't even matter if they're married or not. They're attached forever. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. I agree. I agree. I'm not saying I agree with her. That's just personally what I'm hearing uh, with what she's saying is that she's more concerned that it doesn't, it seems all very spontaneous. <laughs> For something that maybe shouldn't be super spontaneous, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't. Maybe you guys hear something else. Well, I I, I, have a problem I on so many levels. Like, I just I don't I can't. I'm not okay with the like. You have to wait around for your partner to ask you to marry them. Like it's solely that person's decision, and you're just you already have a kid with them. You already live together, and but the only way to be legitimized is through this male's act of and of of deciding that you're going to officiate your partnership and then like you have these built up expectations based on like brainwashing as a child of like gender norms like i'm going to get heavy on this right now because i have i just i'm not I'm not cool with it it's all fucked up and so she needs to like unlearn all of that horrible socialization and then decide if she even wants to be married to him and why was she just waiting around for him to ask and (sighs) (laughs) that was a pretty heavy sigh i just like fuck all that fuck all of it it's all stupid it's kind of true i mean as a person who's been married and divorced twice i think that yeah like I don't know. It's like she doesn't need that whole bended knee kind of bullshit. I mean, she had a child with him. Um, And so, yeah, you're right. She needs to just figure out, like, does she want to be married to this person? And why does it matter that he didn't plan it? Um, You know, like, okay, for example, but at the same time, I I can see how, like, what Liz said, because this happened to me, my second marriage, I was like, oh, let's just get married when we go to Vegas. And so we just got married, you know? And maybe it wasn't, like, the best idea. I don't know, you know? What I'm hearing is kind of like a combo of what Liz and Maggie have to say, where, like, I don't even know if what she's saying is that she wants a lot of the, like, built-in societal type like marriage experience but I think maybe to like Liz's point where she just wants it to be a little bit more intentional not like I'm washing the dishes and suddenly like yeah you've already got a kid you're you are already married like and so like if you're gonna go through jump through the marriage hoops like maybe give it a little bit more thought I I mean everything you want Everything to make it Maggie said is 100% correct. Yeah. Like, the whole thing, like, who cares if he doesn't have a ring? You don't need a ring to get married. Like, yeah. all that stuff is bullshit. But, I mean, I, I, yeah. And some of this may just be 
some people just don't think things through like his whole thing like we'll just do it in the backyard like and she's thinking like our backyard there's fucking police cars driving by it every five <laughs> minutes why do you want to get married in our backyard you know like he might just kind of not be thinking it through but to her that might be like a red flag and what else isn't he thinking through but yeah but then to Terrence's point it's like you guys you have a kid together you presumably live together the marriage is just kind of a piece of paper and well in some tax things but and but it's someone who has had like a weird kind of government wedding and then had like a fancy party afterward to mark the occasion like it was the sort of thing where like we got married we had a small like the wedding itself was very small and then it was like but let's do something in our own special kind of way to mark this occasion and we did it the way that we wanted to do it and i think like I th it sounds to me like she maybe needs to convey these she sounds very passive in yeah like if she was just waiting around like if i was knocked up i'd be like damn are we gonna get married or what like <laughs> that's what i mean the whole thing with the kid like you know we, the kid might not have been intentional you know that may have been like, that may have been like a whoopsie <laughs> and you know she might be a little like i don't want any more whoopsies in my life you know <laughs> i'm not gonna, have a gonna prevent wedding. that <laughs> what are you gonna say here i was gonna say i i'm with maggie all the way i think the uh the expectation that the woman doesn't get to have a say in when the decision to get married takes place is a is a real problem i think more specifically in this instance the fact that with that part out of the way she still doesn't seem to feel like she has a say in what the wedding's like why is he deciding oh we'll just do it in the backyard rather than asking where do you think we should get married or what do you yeah. think our wedding should look like so yeah this this raises concerns that there may be some deeper uh, issues with uh, passivity and uh, the gentleman in this case uh, taking the lead and making decisions without actually asking. Like coming in. Also, that was the decision he made. We don't know that. We don't know that the kids. Yeah, we don't know that. Don't know that. Pretty sure. Takes two. Right. Much. Every girl I know who got knocked up, it's because the dude came in her because <laughs> they like it and they don't ask you, they just do it. Sometimes they ask. Well, the women in my life who were got whoopsie babies. <laughs> whoopsie babies. The guy didn't say, Is it okay? Can I come in you? No, they don't ask. They just no. do. Um, that's why there's things called birth control. Right. That's why they ask, is it okay if I come in you? Are you on birth control or are you not? I was thinking about this, and sorry to you, man on the land. <laughs> um, I was thinking about, like, male birth control, like, somewhat recently, and thinking, like, oh, it would be so great if that existed. Because it's so easy to kill sperm. And it's There's so, like female birth control is so intrusive. invasive. Even taking a birth control pill, like it fucks with you hardcore. Like I have no idea what my regular hormone setting is. I've been on birth control since I was like 15. I have no idea who I really am. I've um, read and this take this with a huge grain of salt. I'm not an expert by any means. There there have been tests for basically a male birth control pill. I, I don't know how that would work, but it like makes you less potent or whatever. But there was basically like side effects that men didn't like and take it. 
which is like as a woman like, as a woman is infuriating because like, women's birth control has yeah. a shit ton of side effects that are very unpleasant but we take it anyway although that <laughs> kill sperm men wearing underwear that are too tight can like significantly decrease their sperm count like it's like literally that's why the balls are on the outside of the body it's because the sperm are so delicate that if they get too hot they they like denature their proteins denature and they die they have to hang when it's hot oh poor hugh has to sit and <laughs> i even trust and again this doesn't represent you i'm just talking about females in general i'm speaking for all of us now um, <laughs> no thanks to you but all women and to take to like do their birth control duty like would would that t that seems to me like an extreme amount of trust so i might as well take the birth control anyway like that's asking a lot like this whoopsie baby if maggie's friends partners just come wherever they want like you bet your ass they're going to be skipping their birth control pill every other day you know like they're yep so to uh, get back to the original question <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, i don't think she's being a brat I think it makes sense that she may have some guilt about, I feel like I shouldn't have these expectations, but if she has the expectations, she has the expectations. She shouldn't invalidate her own uh, experience with wanting these things, even if she can recognize it on some level that things are meaningless. If she wants them, she wants them, and there should be something that I think she can uh, speak up for. Yeah, it's got to be put on the table. It's got to be. That's right. a very good answer, Hugh. Was that too business-like to come back on topic? No, it was very no. good. Very good. We need it. We need it. Got to keep us on track. I yeah. could rant about that for another fifteen minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so it's Jackie's turn. All right, it's my turn to. And I, I'm, do you want to mute Jackie? What? <laughs> We're gonna mute you for your. I mean, if I could. What? <laughs> That's confusing. Just, just go like this, Liz. It will work. Oh yeah, don't mute me, please. But you can if you want. I can. No, please serenade us, Jackie. All right, if I must. Hold on a second here. I gotta like get the words out because I really don't know. And then I'm gonna have to put on my glasses here. <laughs> Cause glasses. All right. She is a benediction and she is addicted to heat. She is a root connection and she is connected with heat. Here I go and I don't know why I spin so ceaselessly. Could it be? Concentrating on heat 
Thank you very much. So I'm, I skipped a whole verse because I couldn't see the words. What song was that, Jackie? Uh, this was uh, Patti Smith's Dancing Barefoot. I learned the song like a gazillion years ago when I first started learning the guitar. And I still haven't got it memorized, <laughs> apparently. It's a really great song. It's actually a little too low for me, so I had to um, use the old capo, which I really don't like using, but... Oh, it is cheating. It is cheating. I, I'm a bass player. <laughs> I'm a bass I player. Know. I should have printed it out. I'm a dummy. I should have printed it out, but no. I had to, like, I wanted to scroll and blah, 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 but then it scrolled too fast. <laughs> I like to write songs out, say, write songs out by hand if I'm learning them because then it helps me memorize the lyrics. That's a good idea. I should have done that. But I didn't. Map directions. If I look at, if I just write the directions down, then I have them memorized. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. You brought you brought a strong Patty Smith vibe to that, Jackie, because I yeah. don't think I've heard that song before, and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a Patty Smith song. <laughs> yeah, it is. I I really like her. I I really um. She's just such a presence. I follow her on Instagram, and she's just a, oh, really? she's just awesome. I read her memoir of being, like, young in New York. Yeah, it was, it was so cute, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. What's next? We got one more question, and then Liz, and then we sign off. Okay. Uh, let's see. Which other depressing question... Which is past my bedtime, so we better yeah. I'm fucking tired. Wrap it up. <laughs> um, um, okay, here's a weird one. Uh, so again, I'm going to be kind of paraphrasing it, um, but this is a situation between two males in a relationship. One is 25, the other is 30. And the younger of the two is the one writing in. Um, it says, I've discovered my boyfriend has been adding butter, coconut oil, and other high calorie fats to my food to prevent me from losing weight. What's the problem? Um, so the, the guy is concerned because he's been eating 
really healthy for about six months. And the first four months, he and his partner were both dieting, um, but the partner was struggling to lose weight and was like exhibiting maybe some signs of jealousy of the other guy, the guy writing in, losing weight. The guy writing in says um, that his partner was still snacking on sweets and wasn't going to the gym. Um, and so since quarantine started, the writer in her said that he noticed his weight loss had slowed down and he was gaining weight back, but he wasn't super worried about it because he wasn't exercising as much. He was still eating a caloric deficit. Um, and so let's see, this morning he made me a coffee and brought it to me and it was really sweet. There was an oily substance floating at the top. He said the cream must have gone bad. He went to make me a new one. And he went into the kitchen and he saw a jar of coconut oil, coconut oil on the counter. Um, so anyway, the older partner confessed that he's been adding fats to his food since the quarantine because he feels like he's not getting enough calories. So trying to proclaim some sort of caring happening by adding, adding these fats to this guy's food. Um, Let's see, said it, he did, he said that he did it because he was worried I was starving myself, but I feel he is jealous. Either way, I'm disgusted he would do this. It's completely wrong. What do I do? We are currently not talking. So like someone's been like dosing your food, basically. That's, That's creepy. Up. That's yeah. fucked I up. Care if it's, I don't care if it's delicious. I'll fast. be right back. Yeah. Jackie yeah. has to leave the room. She's so <laughs> So, like, what does he do? Does he continue I'm sorry, to too like, late. stay with this guy, or what? It's too late. My dog peed on the floor. Oh, no. <laughs> Luckily, she made it on the pee pad. Oh. That's not the floor. It sounds like what oh. you want her to do, then. What does the pee pad, what you expect? It's a, it's a betrayal of trust, and I guess it depends on if the other person has apologized. And it sounds like they haven't. She says that they're just not talking. Yeah, well, and if that person's, like, rationalizing it and not really being honest about what it was, that's also, you know, not good. But I'm not sure that anyone's in a position right now to, like, I, I'm assuming these people live together. Yeah. Like, move out and, and everything. So, you know, I mean, I think you just have to be honest about that you feel like you did this out of jealousy and this is, like, totally not okay and a huge betrayal and not sure if or when I'll get over it and but I can't move out right now because we're in a fucking lockdown so I don't know but you think that he should move out I don't know I mean it's really it's it's not you know what he should if the question is what should he do he should like conf keep confronting it until he's satisfied he or she whatever is satisfied that like the per other person's being honest and if they're not then you have to decide if you can get over it or not get over it and if you can't then yeah move out yeah. that's a huge weird betrayal of trust like someone's trying to better themselves and you and there's someone sabotaging them that's yeah, yeah. what else yeah. are they doing it's one thing to be like "Ooh, i have a bag of cheetos and yeah. <laughs> but then what maggie says every time she has a bag of cheetos <laughs> cheetos are my favorite <laughs> no it's it's sneaky and underhanded and it comes from a place of jealousy but also control it's, control. it's, it's deeply unsettling i yeah i do i do not like it and 
under normal circumstances, I would probably suggest break up as we often do. That's a deal breaker, <laughs> gentlemen. Yeah. But, uh, or at least strongly consider it. Uh, but yeah, uh, man, what a shitty situation though. Cause there's not a whole lot else you can do. Uh, like right don't now. cook food for me. Don't make my food. I'm good. I don't want to just, just deny, just say, don't, don't do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't eat anything they cook. I mean, I wish I could, uh, hold the, hold the dialectic here and say, well, I'm with the boyfriend. I think that guy <laughs> needed those calories and he was concerned about his welfare. He was starving himself, but no, I, I don't. I'm with you guys. I don't buy boyfriend's excuse. It sounds totally phony, completely uh, unbelievable. And um, yeah, I think it's a completely terrible thing to do. What should he, what should the writer in or do? I think, yeah. In, in terms of quarantine, think about that. I think they need to start talking. I think not talking is not a, a long-term solution. Yeah. You need to try some validation, try and see it from their point of view. But yeah, hard to hard to forgive. Hard to forgive. Like said, it depends on their relationships. Like, it's going to be hard to rebuild that trust, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I think that's a deal breaker. Yeah. He's so excited he got to say it. <laughs> I was flabbergasted when I read it. Um, so, okay, well, that's easy. Maybe we should have a spinoff podcast where it's only relationships and everything's a deal breaker and we <laughs> explain why people need to break up with their significant other. Well, it, you know, honestly, Maggie, I feel like that's something that would have been value, valuable to me as like a younger, a younger person, like where you're talking about the guy, um, Oh, I can't remember what question that was, but like oh, lack of confidence a younger yeah. person. Oh, the, it was the stepdad. It was the stepdad question again. Like being still like when you're 25, like you can still be really unconfident in a lot of your decisions or how to handle yourself. And like, I, I really wish I would have had something like that when I was younger to be like, it's all right to break up for someone when they do this and be like, oh. I would have done it years ago had I but no and like when you're older I really think in this this group of us here we are now older dignified women with very low thresholds for bullshit but when I was younger my bullshit threshold was much much greater agreed I, agreed. I, could, have, I could have spared myself so much like bullshit heartache and like bullshit yeah so I think that's that's I think that's a compelling idea, Maggie. Everything's a deal breaker. Deal breaker. Yeah, but also for young people. Deal breaker. Like this guy dosing his boyfriend's food. Like there is so much more than just jealousy about someone's like bodily yeah. build. <laughs> um, like there's so many boundaries being broken by like feeding something to someone that they know that they don't that they don't want to eat. Like. This is what it's there's very clear reasons for why that's a deal breaker. Yeah, it's a waste of butter as well. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention like what what else could they have done? Could they like, you know, poison them? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just going a little far, but proxy. You know? Yeah, I was thinking that, yeah, it is like Munchausen by proxy. Or I mean it's like if 
if this guy was like Jewish and kept straight kosher and found out that his boyfriend was like sneaking unkosher food, like that would be like, oh my God, that's awful. You can't do that. I almost feel like this is like on a par with that though. Like you're yeah, really like, trying to do something. You're really caring about what you And people think it's really funny to sneak non-vegan food into vegans. Yeah. Meal, and that's yeah, just cool. It's so, yeah, no, it's really messed up. It's really, yeah. And with I mean, that, Liz is going to take us out. With her performance. Take his out, Liz. We'll what see how this goes. this time? I learned a song. Uh, you're probably not going to see my guitar, sorry, because I have the song in front of me, and I, if I'm too far back, I can't see it. And I did not memorize it. Uh, I'm playing a song by Queen. I don't yeah. know why I keep doing this to myself. I <laughs> like playing songs by really good male vocalists when I have the most limited range. <laughs> but... Uh, but it's not an especially operatic Queen song. <laughs> uh, oh, I'll just play it. It's called, it, it's called 39, uh, but I will play it. Your age. No. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> That's the spirit. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Thank you.
can't resist an Irish ballad, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm here just touch of an accent. Stop, 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 stop. No. <laughs> that song is about uh, intergalactic travel. Really? That's what they say. Yeah. No, it is. Brian May wrote it, or what, Brian, whichever one in Queen has like a fucking like doctorate in astronomy. That was Brian May. Yeah, it is Brian May. Yeah, yeah. he wrote it. Yeah, he's a doctorate in what, astrophysics or something like something that? Something like, some insanely exactly. difficult field, yeah. yeah but wasn't the person's name Maggie? Hmm? No? Was I just what? not hearing it? I was too busy muting people while you were playing. What? It may have been hard to hear through the through the Zoom. Great job, Liz. Thank you. Very, very good. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I know. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening slash watching. Feel free to write in if you have a question or you would like to perform on our talent show, thefictitiousdishes at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe if you're listening to us on iTunes. And with that... Bye. Bye. Bye.